Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, we close the book on E3 2021 by complaining about everything that wasn't there. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellis, and I'm joined as I am always joined by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going well, Patrick. I, I ha- need to pose a question to you. This mm. is a survey of one. Um, are you familiar with yellow watermelons? Uh, I mean, I know that they exist, but I would say that my familiarity with them ends there. Okay, the fact that you know that they exist uh-huh. is one step ahead of me. I had no idea the yellow watermelons were a thing. Why were you in uh, like a lane of your existence where uh-huh. you had to uh, encounter a yellow watermelon? So uh, my husband had to. <laughs> my husband brought a watermelon home. Yeah. Uh, un- and then yesterday, at some point, must have like started slicing the watermelon. And so today, I like opened the fridge and did like a legit like Looney Tunes double take. Yeah. Like what? And there was a slide whistle? Yeah, and I was like, why why is this watermelon yellow? And that is when I learned that yellow watermelons exist. Um, Is he just buying a watermelon? Are you guys throwing a party or something? Or what's going on? We really like melon. (laughs) Actually, he really likes watermelon. I don't like it that much. I think it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. And this is why I ask. It's a lot of work, and there's no... There's no way to cut off, like, part of the watermelon. You know what I mean? Like, you are committing to either eating a whole watermelon or serving a whole watermelon. And I understand the latter more than I do the former. Well, we don't really play by those rules. We will, in fact, just cut, like, half a watermelon. Wow! Do our business with the water that half. And then, like, leave the other half in uh, plastic wrap or something until the next day. If you want something that you can just leave in plastic wrap until the next day, my copy of Sonic Forces for the Nintendo Switch, would you like to borrow it? You can certainly try. All you gotta do is email us at nintendocartridgesociety at gmail.com and give us a mailing address that we can send this thing to. This is where it will go, somewhere in the United States. Uh, That's just what's easiest um and then you play the game for as long as you want i pay for postage both ways when you send it back it costs you nothing nothing uh one thing that it might cost you is you may have to deal with untitled goose game in there instead of sonic forces it's a thing that we can't control um the goose is out there the goose is loose uh is that something we can get started the goose is loose i feel like i feel like is it too close to the juice is loose (laughs) I, I guess I feel like it's I and I can't I don't know where but it tickles my brain in a way that we either tried or failed Ooh. or somebody else has been saying the goose is loose that's not us mm, well I'm gonna say that's not true we're pioneering it right now the goose is loose hashtag hashtag the goose is loose um and then uh, we are also asking that people review us on the Apple Podcast. Uh, store it's not a store right the apple podcast app um or wherever you get your podcasts uh we appreciate when you give us five star reviews uh it helps people find the show um and if you are if you are unable to review on the apple podcast store 
like the, again store like you buy at podcasts uh if you are unable to do that uh on the u.s podcast app wherever you review us we appreciate it you can send us an email and we will shout you out just as we will be shouting out oscar today thank you oscar for reviewing us on the swedish podcast app yeah thank you so much that's awesome um and we will like thank you by not singing ABBA songs and yeah you will be thankful that we, did we, not. we won't even bring them up frankly here's another thing uh guys i'm sorry uh, I am really stuck on this yellow watermelon thing. Yeah. If you were like me and I just blew your mind that yellow watermelon will exist, please shoot us an email. Send us a, send us a Twitter. Yeah. I, I would love to know. I need to know how many people in the world were aware of yellow watermelon. Um, so w- was it you weren't the one cutting into it? Right? I was not. No, okay. that would be I, I would be dead. I would be shocked. I would be so it's, surprised. It's like a gender reveal <laughs> party for a thing you didn't even know was happening. And it's yellow. It is like yellow, like a lemon head candy. Yeah. Like it is Bright. very, yeah. very yellow. And al- allegedly, I haven't tried it yet. It just tastes like regular watermelon. I know I keep going on on this. It's really, it really blew Mark, my Mark, I'm going to transition us out. We're talking about what wasn't at E3 2021 uh, in Nintendo's presentation. Mark, let's get into it. Ah, uh, yes, vamping so that I can uh, get the buttons all lined up and play the music live. Um, Mark, I just, before we get into what wasn't at E3, I just gotta say, and I know I said it on, on Tuesday's episode, I really enjoyed Nintendo's Direct for E3 this year. It was great. Yeah. And we, like, we really enjoyed it. If you haven't listened to us go on and on about it, you can check it out. Uh, the second episode we put out last Tuesday um, was all about Nintendo's E3 presentation. But I also think that it is important to note that this is the last time oh, yes. we're ever going to talk about E3 2021. Yeah, so let's luxuriate in it. We're going to like uh, just exist in the world of what is and is not E3 2021. Uh, and it's the last time we say goodbye. We put it to bed kiss it on the cheek, mm-hmm. and then never see it again. <laughs> that's, that's right. Um, so we got two uh, emails here to sort of start us off um, that are, are less in the vein of what wasn't there, but just to like get uh, listener feedback on how they experienced E3. Um, Chariot Goblin wrote into us and said, Hey, NCS crew, I thought this E3 Direct was great. I can't wait to play a new WarioWare and a new Metroid this fall. Which is Crazy. unbelievable. It's so good. Uh, Nintendo definitely won E3. Two things come to mind when I look back at this Direct. With Metroid Dread, WarioWare Get It Together, and Advanced Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot Camp, there seems to be a, a handheld nostalgia focus with this E3 Direct, specifically on the GBA era, which I totally agree with. Oh, kind of makes sense. It's been almost 20 years since okay. the Game Boy Advance. Yeah. So we're kind of, we are due for a 20-year nostalgia cycle. That's true. That is what that's, that, those are always based on, right? Like Happy Days came out in the 70s, was about the 50s. That 70s show came out in the 90s, was about the 70s. Um, is it weird to think that if there was a show like that now, it would be like about September 11th? Yeah, it would be like if. that is weird to think about. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I don't like it. Um, and then Cherry Goblin's second point: uh, It looks like 2021 is the year of Sakamoto. Between the Famicom Detective Club remakes and Metroid Dread, both releasing the same year, Sakamoto must be living the dream. Shoutouts to Sakamoto. Thumbs up emoji, fire emoji, fire emoji, fire emoji. Thanks, 
keep up the great work. Yeah, it it truly is the year of, of Sakamoto. Yeah, and I kind of wondered what... It seemed like after Other M, I know he had uh, Samus Returns, right? But it, it seemed like there was a long period where we didn't really hear much from yeah. him. And so it is kind of nice to uh, see him back in the limelight and getting recognized for Famicom Detective Club and now Metroid Dread. Um, yeah, and like I mentioned in Tuesday's episode, it feels to me that with Metroid Dread, and I could be totally wrong, that uh, his chapter with Metroid is coming to a close. And so it is, it's nice to see him get his due. Yeah, a- absolutely. Um, the other email we got is from Jake. Jake writes, good insert time here. I'm going to say evening, uh, <laughs> Mark and Patrick. I think it's safe to say that say Nintendo had a very successful E3 presentation. A new Smash character is always fun. A new Metroid game is always exciting too. Samus getting chased by the Emmy just puts the dread in Metroid dread for me. And let's not forget a new WarioWare. This will be my first time playing Wario and I'm very excited for its release. The one thing I was right on was uh, the one thing I was right on was Mario Party. Um, I knew we were getting one or a DLC. I'm very excited. For, the Mar- for Mario Party Superstars, my friends and I popped off for it big time. Lastly, the sequel to Breath of the Wild loom- uh, looms very sick, which I love. Looms very sick. Um, but the thing I wanted to draw attention to is Link's hair. Dang, that hair is so fabulous. As a male with long hair, I like Link even more now. Uh, 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 more now if he, was, if he was left-handed again, I'd actually look like him. Okay. That one threw me for a loop. Is he not left-handed anymore? Uh, no, he's been right-handed since um, Twilight Princess got mirrored on the Wii. Right, but then it was unmirrored on the Wii U, right? <laughs> I don't know. I never played Look, it. We don't know. It'd be, <laughs> being uh, being a right-handed person, I, I don't. Uh, it's not a thing <laughs> that I pay attention to. Um, but it is cool to see uh, like a Link with long, shaggy, weird hair. It is. And look, I I'm not saying that i buy that it is not link oh my god i do think it is notable yes that we never actually got a look at link other than from like a distance or from behind right is this the ancient thousand year old hero of legend is it somehow a pre-ganon is it uh, possibly zelda nobody knows right which is a, a super exciting space to be in that we're going to be in like a year at least <laughs> at least yeah um when do you think is the next time we hear about uh the sequel to breath Ooh, of the Wild? i hate to hazard a guess but Here i will go. anyways and i'm gonna say i don't think we hear about it until next year yeah maybe even next year's e3 or the whatever january february direct yeah jan feb probably i love how excited everybody is for warioware yeah i'm super into it one thing one uh detail i noticed in the box art is like uh, his pants are ripping. Yes, <laughs> it's just it. The name is just so perfect. I love the name so much. Yeah, it, it, like get it together. Get it, it yeah. together is just so perfect. Um, and like WarioWare has a history of having titles like that, right? With like uh, smooth moves and uh, t- twisted, having like the gyroscope in in the Game Boy. Like it, it's just they're they're very good at that. Yeah, and I I'm also just really tickled by all of this Metroid love. I was looking today to try to figure out like how much. Samus Returns had sold, and like Metroid games do not sell particularly no, well. No, they do not. Like I, uh, I don't know that we ever got an official number from Nintendo, but from what I could see, the people feel like it sold probably about like half a million copies worldwide. And um, it was pointed out that Animal Crossing: New Horizons has 
by itself has sold more than the entire Metroid series in its entire like 30 years of existence. Yeah, well, yes. <laughs> so I it, it yeah. is so I would love if like Metroid Dread becomes this like really big phenomenon and we don't have to wait another like 20 years for a Metroid game. Yeah, even if it is just like a moderate Switch phenomenon, so it sells like three or four million copies. Like, that would be so incredible. That would be amazing. For a game. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, so thank you, Jake. Thank you, Chariot Goblin. We appreciate uh, hearing uh, your experiences of E3. Mark, now let's get into what was not there. Yeah. Because there are, look, anytime we go into a direct and every time we go into E3, we get ourselves wrapped around the axle being like, what are they going to talk about? Uh, here, here are some rumors. Here are some people working on some things. Maybe we'll hear about that. Here are some games that we heard about four years ago. Where are they? Um, so that's all. I think that is the uh, that is the bucket of ingredients that we are pulling from to uh, make this stew. Yeah, totally. And I think it's a great point that you brought up at the beginning that we liked this direct. We are very happy with this direct. So it's more just like as insatiable fans yeah. or curious fans, we're just like, well, what's up with this? Yeah, and uh, yeah, truly not a complaint, but uh, also, we're, you know, where were these games? Let's start at the top. Let's start with Metroid because we are, uh, I, I feel like that's going to be a refrain that we utter for uh, the next couple months. Let's start with Metroid. Obviously, Metroid Dread is a history-making uh, piece of software, but uh, we didn't get, we got only a name check for Metroid Prime 4. And no mention of the Metroid Prime trilogy. Much rumored. Yes, Metroid much rumored. Prime trilogy. Been years now. I am. I was for a long time on the Metroid Prime trilogy train. Um, I was sure it existed. I am. I think a skeptic now. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, I've I've been in skeptic territory for a while. Um, just because to me it seems like there's too much that actually needs to be done or changed to make all of those games playable the same way without pointer controls. And I also think th this is just where I am at right now. And anytime th there's like an E3 or a director or anything, I get like super hyped. And so, you know, the rumors and stuff start popping up and you're like, yeah, that could be real. I can't wait for that. Like, yes, I, uh, I uh, star Fox, whatever that star, star Fox, Fox grand Prix. Yeah. Star yes. Fox grand Prix is like, yes, if that exists, that would be amazing. But like Star Fox Grand Prix, which, you know, there were a few sources that corroborated, and as far as we know, like, does not exist. Um, I, and kind of like we saw with the Switch Pro rumors right before E3, I just am right now a little more skeptical of, like, the insiders on the internet than I have been previously. Yeah. Not that I think they're, like, getting, not that I think they're, like, making things up or purposely giving wrong information. I just am, like, learning to manage my own, like, hype and expectations. Yeah. And so I feel like Metroid Prime Trilogies was another one of those, like, in 2018, where, you know, they were con there were a lot of people, including myself, who were convinced it was going to be um, premiered at the Game Awards that year. Obviously, it didn't end up happening. I haven't heard anything about it. I think it could make sense for them to hold it until Metroid Prime 4 is, like, a year away and then drop it. But, yeah, I just think it doesn't exist. I mean, it's, it's, it's also, like, for me, it falls under the Metroid 5, Metroid Dread, coming out in October, right? Um, how am I going to play through the, five, the four previous games in the series? Well, I'm going to play Zero Mission on my Wii U, because the game is on Game Boy Advance. 
and it's not been ported to the Switch. I'm going to play Super Metroid on Switch. Okay, that's one. Uh, oh, and I guess before that, I had to play uh, Samus Returns on my 3DS, right? Like, they have not bundled these games. They have not bundled the first four games for me, for my convenience, so that it's easy for me to do that before playing five. Just like I think they're not going to do that in a convenient way for the Prime series either. Yeah. I mean, with all this stuff, I remain in eternally hopeful. It's like, great. Yeah. Like, I hope Metroid Prime Trilogy yeah. turns out to be real. But I'm with you. I am skeptical of its existence right now. Uh, and Prime 4, maybe this doesn't count because they did, in fact, say that the words Metroid Prime 4, uh, but really only to say is still in development. Um, I, I guess fine. Right? Yeah, I, I think reass nice and reassuring, kind of like with the Aonuma segment, where I think he's very, they are, Nintendo in their these directs are very precise with their words in a lot of instances, and where Aonuma was like, I mean, straight up, there wasn't much to read into it. Like, he was just like, there's no more games coming for Switch this year. Right. Um, I feel similarly with Metro Prime 4, because I do think that if you're uh, a more casual fan, especially of Metroid, which is like, you know, a fairly niche series, you wouldn't necessarily be like, oh, right. Like, uh, you could, I think you could confuse Metroid Prime 4, like, oh, that turned into Dread. Sure. And so I think yeah. they needed to make that distinction to be like, Metroid Prime 4 still exists, still being worked on. This is a separate project. Um, man, do you remember when they announced the Metroid Prime Federation, Federation forces that like it was a lead in as though they were going to be talking about a new Metroid game, even a new Metroid Prime game. Uh, and then we're like, and it's this. Um, it feels like they've gotten better at managing expectations, right? I yeah, I, I, I wonder how much of that of like fan reaction they pay attention to. It's really Great hard point. to know with Nintendo, but that one especially seems like they were taken aback yeah. with how voraciously negative the reaction to that game was. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's tough to know what Nintendo fans want of a Metroid game, um, but I think it is easy to identify what they do not want, and that's just what Federation Forces was. Yeah, I, I have never played Federation Forces. That's one that I think could be fun. Yeah, um, totally. To, like, visit. I was going to say revisit, but since I've never played it, that would not be the case. But I... um. Because I, I I think it's a swing that makes sense mm -hmm. for Metroid. Again, we were just talking about how like small that series sells. Even like its best selling ones are like I think the first Prime game was a little over two million, right? Yeah. And that's like the numbers that Fire Emblem Three Houses did on Switch. Um, and so it's like, yeah, why not take a swing with Federation Forces, right? Like, sure, that could. I think it did really poorly, but yeah. Why well, not I take mean, the swing? I I think the. Uh... The 3DS, for all of its like similarities to um, like the the PSP and the and the DS, and therefore like for all of the similarities to like or possible similarities to like the Monster Hunter craze, um, that like it just wasn't actually well suited for multiplayer mm. um, and like people meeting up at places and and playing those games together. Again, I I think you're right. I think it would be fun to get together you, me, and someone else. Um, to play Federation Forces, to play uh, uh, Triforce Heroes. Um, but those are just games that seemed ill-suited to the platform. Yeah, totally. Or at least to the way people were actually using the platform. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of things that, you know, insiders were talking about, but didn't, or there were reports that something was brewing, but nothing ended up happening. The new Nintendo Switch, Nintendo Switch Pro, yep. uh, the next iteration, which there has been smoke on something 
brewing for years. Um, and it really came to a head in the week or two right before E3. But we heard nothing at all. Yeah, Zippo. Uh, and, you know, we were sort of expected this. Um, Nintendo was very specific in their announcement of their E3 Direct that it was going, they were going to just show off uh, 40 minutes of footage for software. Um, they, you know, were, were getting, at, like, the language there is very specific, mm-hmm. right? Um, they, did, they wanted us to go in knowing they will not talk about the, the new Nintendo Switch, and that's exactly what happened. No surprises there. I think the disappointment is more around um, it not being present uh, just anywhere else. And, I mean, also, we're recording this on Tuesday evening for release on Thursday. I would not be surprised if there is a video that goes up between now and then, or whenever, just being like, here's the new model of Nintendo Switch. I feel like there is always a risk with Nintendo that, like, as we're recording, something big is going to drop. I am less worried about something like that happening. Um, I think it would be cool. I just, for all the talk, like the Bloomberg report was so specific, right? Yeah. It was saying, hey, this is going to go in production as early as July for release this fall. That's like, you know, and uh, a lot of times, and I think it was for this report, their sources are like component suppliers or manufacturers. So it's like the people who would be ramping up production in anticipation of this going live. So it feels, su- on the one hand, super weird to me that we'd getting, be getting those reports and that we wouldn't be hearing about this soon. But on the other hand, it just feels the timing of the Switch Pro just feels so strange Yeah. in the fact that, like, what is the benefit to Nintendo There's none. in releasing There's it in none. this moment? Right. Because normally you do this, like, s- this mid-generation system refresh or even uh, move on to the new generation because you suspect there is a market for it in a way that there isn't a market for your or the earlier versions of the console or the previous generation console. But there is still a ravenous market for current model Nintendo Switches. So it's like, yeah, what do they stand to benefit other than they sell out all of them that they make because everyone who has, not everyone obviously, but a lot of people who own Switches, especially people who bought them early, are ready for a refresh. Um, but like, I don't know, is that enough to like, just, just get the like insane, um, uh, Nintendo enthusiast market? Yeah, that's a great point. I wonder, I mean, I guess it is also possible that, um, when development of the system and planning of this uh, system was going on, you know, probably like two years ago, who would have any idea that the switch would be in its like fifth year and still going as strong as ever, like probably stronger. And so it's totally possible that, like, hey, like, these are just the dominoes that were already set in place and they're falling on the timeline that they were supposed to fall. But it just so happens that, like, there was a worldwide pandemic. Yep. And there's a chip shortage. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, demand for gaming has just gone through the roof. And so the Nintendo Switch is having, like, its strongest year ever. Um, who could have possibly foreseen that? Right. No one. So it's like, yes, do I believe that something like this exists? It makes a certain amount of sense. The timing to me is where I just, I can't wrap my head around it. I also think that, uh, you know, to, to your point about information coming from people who are actually on the manufacturing lines and, you know, sourcing product and whatever, so they can make these things. Just because Nintendo is making stuff does not mean that they are releasing it within a, a couple months. They, 
it could be that Nintendo, and I don't actually put too much stock in this, but it could be that Nintendo has learned a lesson about like scarcity or like an abundance of scarcity. And just knowing that there are scalpers ahoy who are going to buy everything that they put out as fast as they can so they can resell it. I wonder if they're like trying to safeguard against that and like actually getting building up enough stock to sell them uh you know in numbers that make sense for the demand. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. I feel like they're that would just have to be a short fuse though, just for financial reasons, yeah. you know, like boring like business reasons like stocking up all this inventory and then just sitting <laughs> on a lot it of for money. Months. Yeah. Would uh yeah, but I I I really don't know. The the Switch Pro is such a <laughs> mystery to me we've talked about before like i don't understand how nintendo would market it i don't understand yeah. like i am i am willing to believe anything about this because it totally seems like anything would be possible and then i think the last point i want to make on it is that it um does them no favors to announce that the thing is uh available for sale and basically until they start shipping them out yeah right like um again as long as they're already selling uh switches on the shelves um you know why 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 snipe that uh market out from from under yourself and you have a note in here about other things that we didn't like hear about that were not software related like no mention of the super mario brothers movie no mention of like super nintendo land at universal japan or like the upcoming one in universal studios hollywood no like mention of mobile games like none of that like it was very it was very switch software focused which again they told us it was going to be, and like I I, I appreciate that, that. Yeah, me you know, too. We didn't like spend a lot of time on some new mobile game or anything like that. Yeah, it's smart of Nintendo to be like, oh yeah, this thing is E3. Let's just do. Let's just make the presentation for an E3 audience. Um, and you know when they want to do another theme park direct, like they did one yeah. for uh, opening Super Nintendo Land. Um. All right, Mark. Now let's move on uh, into. What uh, is something that I, I feel like we all got a little bit too uh, hyped up about. Uh, whatever that Donkey Kong game is that was rumored coming out of EAD Tokyo. Uh, nothing. Nothing on that. Didn't show up at E3. I do feel like the guys at DK Vine, um, which is like the Donkey Kong fan site, or in really like rare universe fan yeah. site that has been around for a number of years. Um, the folks over there did a really good job, I think, of managing expectations being very upfront being like i have no idea if this is gonna be d3 like don't expect this at d3 yeah um i they you know have heard it's coming that it's in development but you know who knows when it's going to show up and so but the timing of it being kind of like the story picking up traction just a few weeks before e3 yeah definitely had to be on everybody's mind totally and this is one that i definitely believe will come out at some point i mean the monkey ball if it was a fake out oh my on the part of nintendo like well played because i totally i bought it I for bought a second yeah. yeah um yeah this to me this is not a Star Fox grand prix situation where like it's weird vaporware that someone dreamed up and uh was never real um this i i feel like this is real i feel like it will come out at some point uh just wasn't at the c3 which is something that happens yeah totally uh speaking of which Animal Crossing New Horizons updates. I think um, we didn't hear anything about Animal Crossing New Horizons. There, I there's an appetite out there, obviously, for like more content in the yes. game. Mm-hmm. Um, we are in it the second year of its like life cycle. So, and all the holidays are the same, right? You know, they function the same way. 
Yeah. So, but nothing. We didn't hear anything about a major update coming to Animal Crossing. It was weird to see the Animal Crossing fan communities, uh, like, disappointed about it. Because uh, it's not, it is a, a community that has been largely quiet for a while. Um, and, you know, because they were very, they had already exchanged their codes about, uh, you know, selling turnips on someone else's island and making way too many bells. Um, but it, that just to sort of like, uh, you know, rear up one more time and be like, hey, wait a minute, what about us? Um, is a little bit sad because it's such a sweet community of people who just want to hang out on an island and have fun. Um, but yeah, just, uh, you know, not, uh, not this year, I guess. Yeah, you all, I mean, uh, there were interviews afterwards from different sources where people were asking like Bill Trinan about it and, you know, or I think Doug Bowser was yeah. asked and he basically said like, there's more stuff coming. Um, you know, you'll hear about it in the future. I don't know how much we should expect a huge major update. I wonder how much COVID did a number on sure. whatever roadmap they had planned. I also wonder if like, do they do a major like welcome amiibo type update for it in like a year or two? I um, mean, e- even that would be sort of fast though, right? Like welcome amiibo came out like three or four years after, maybe even longer. I think you're right. It probably was even longer. Yeah. So, so something more like five years. I mean, if we, if they do a big like refresh for uh, New Horizons, uh, but not until like 2025, like that's the, the timeline we're looking at. And it sounds, Crazy. it sounds worthless, right? <laughs> it, 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 it feels like it's so far away. Um, but I, mean, I don't, yeah, it's, I I also don't expect anything big to change in Animal Crossing for a while. Yeah, and you also wonder just like at what point, like it sold so much. Yeah. It had a number of updates. There is still uh, pieces from other Animal Crossing games that did not make it into this one. Mm -hmm. But for me personally, I always felt like New Horizons felt like a complete experience totally um even if it didn't have all of the content of the previous games and so you do wonder like at what point do they just pivot because it does not feel like they're treating animal crossing new horizons like just an animal crossing platform that is going to continue to persist forever like minecraft right it feels like a discrete thing that uh exists and that they have done updates for and probably will get more content in the future but that at some point they're going to pivot to a whatever the next Animal Crossing game is. Yeah, and maybe that new Animal Crossing is a more uh, online-focused experience um, because one of the big downsides of Animal Crossing as it exists right now is that it's a huge pain in the butt to do uh, to visit someone's island or to have someone visit your island. Um, like it's it's relatively easy to share codes and invite people and, and that sort of thing, but to actually do it, like the mechanics of it are just in, they're they're inconvenient it takes too long yeah but like I, I i think that's totally true it was it is really obnoxious to have to like everybody has yeah. to stop and wait and watch like the plane come in and everything but i also think this was their first real like i i guess i'm giving them a little bit of grace just because this is like their first like a shot at something like this something this complex and i know that it's 2021 and online games have been you know like online right, around for a long time right. for a long time at this point but um, I'm willing. I'm willing to g- uh, give them a little bit of slack. Um, if the next version of Animal Crossing is like in a big city, uh, with like lots of people occupying the same uh, big city, like with 
skyscrapers and apartments and stuff. That'd be cool. That would be really cool. That'd be really cool. Uh, next uh, is uh, animal or not? Uh, that's what we just read. Uh, Fire Emblem. Uh, supposedly there was a near complete oh, right. Fire Emblem game uh, that was in development, uh, coming out of uh, Intelligent Systems them- themselves. Um, you know they'd gotten a lot of help from was it Bandai Namco or Ko- Koei Tecmo? One of those. One of those. One of those. Uh, helped develop uh, uh, Three Houses. Um, and so the thinking was like, hey, we haven't seen anything new from Fire Emblem in kind of a while. Um, there were sort of competing rumors that were just sort of fan-led uh, rumors that either it was going to be a remake of History of the Genealogy War, which is a Super Famicom uh, game that was never developed uh, or never um, localized outside of Japan. Um, and then uh, also rumors of a uh, GameCube and Wii game collect- collection, so uh, Path of Radiance and Radiant Dawn, um, respectively, coming to the Switch. Uh, but yeah, we we didn't get any any Fire Emblem news. Yeah, and interestingly, right, like uh, Advance Wars, we did get a reboot, and those games were originally developed by Intelligent Systems. We are getting a reboot of those, or like a remake of those that is overseen by Intelligent Systems, but not being developed by them. So. Uh, they did just ship uh, Paper Mario, the Origami King last year. So they did finish up a game. And then the year before that, they released uh, uh, Three Fire Houses. Emblem Three Houses, which yeah, they didn't have more like an overseen yeah. role on. And so they've shipped a lot of, they've shipped a lot of stuff recently. Uh, uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses performed really well. I think it, no surprise, we're going to be seeing more Fire Emblem at some point. I, I, for, I have no reason to think otherwise that like this uh, history of the genealogy war thing could be true. It, it does seem like the the fans have really like worked themselves up into like yes, this is what it is going to be. Um, a remake would make sense. We got that like Fire Emblem Echoes on the 3DS, like, and the the games are always being like remade and, and re released in, in in one form or another. Um, so yeah, it, like it, it wouldn't be that surprising for them to, oh, and also I, we, we always blow past this one, uh, but they re-released the Famicom Fire Emblem. Oh yeah, that's right. Which, that's right. you know, obviously wasn't a hugely labor intensive project, but like it was something that they had to, that they did and like, uh, spent money on developing. I guess, I guess what I'm kind of like driving towards is I think it, uh, a little bit surprising we didn't, we haven't heard anything Fire Emblem this year. There was a while where we are consistently getting, like, Fire Emblem yes. stuff every year. But I do think that a Fire Emblem game is, like, pretty close, like, yeah. a year out. Yeah, I, I, I believe that as well. Although I do think that the Advance Wars 1 plus 2 boot camp, reboot camp, uh, kind of buys them time, right? Um, not only is it uh, a game originally developed by Intelligent Systems, but it is a tactics game. So I think it, like, kind of feeds that same audience uh, in a way that, like, they maybe don't need to do as much sort of audience care until that same time next year yeah that's interesting that's interesting uh up next is project triangle strategy more strategy games so this one's third party Mm -hmm. um developed by square enix i would love to know more about this game but it does feel a little early for us to be getting more information like it needs yeah we they when it was originally revealed in the february 2021 direct they said that it would be coming out in 2022. I don't actually think it will. I think it'll come out later oh, than that. Uh-huh. Um, 
you know, they were doing the same thing with this that they did with Octopath Traveler and that they've done now twice with uh, Bravely Default 2, where they uh, put out a demo and then, like, solicited feedback from people um, to sort of, like, shape the direction of, that the, of, of the development of these games. Uh, and, you know, I guess, like, uh, not hitting 2022 would be a, a long time in development. Um, but... I don't know. I, I I don't think it's a surefire thing that we get it that early. Oh, th- yeah, that's interesting. For whatever reason in my head, I imagine this being like an April game. Hmm. Like, coming like pretty soon yeah, April in 2023. 2023. <laughs> but, yeah, um, as far as like third-party stuff goes, if this was going to show up anywhere, I, I'm, I am a little bit surprised we didn't hear anything at like Square Enix's conference. Yeah, well, I mean, that thing was uh, jam-packed with just Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, nothing else. Uh, also, uh, another like, hey, where is this game? But also, we know it's not coming until 2022. Splatoon 3. Um, we don't really know anything else about, uh, Splatoon 3. Uh, it was revealed in that February 2021 direct, um, which is kind of like a, a teaser trailer. Uh, and that's it. Uh, kind of sitting in the dark. I had predicted that we would get a lot of it. Um, and really, I should have predicted if we get any of it, we get a lot of it. Uh, that would have been a better prediction, but I didn't. I didn't say that. I didn't do that. So I lose a point. I don't know how it works. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think this is one where we're going to get a blowout closer to the release of the game. But I, I don't think that's coming until, you know, like uh, maybe E3 next year. Oh, interesting. Uh, so you think it's going to be like a late in the year? Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if it releases around the same time frame as Splatoon 2 did, which is like July. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh, so up next mm-hmm. was the final Super Smash Brother Ultimate character reveal, right? Like we did get one, but there is still one uh, unknown D- DLC character out there for us to discover in the coming months. And we had kind of talked about, oh, is it possible that they're just gonna like, um, like they did in 2019, E3 2019, where it's just like, hey, here's the e- the direct, and here's one uh character, here's two characters, yeah. Um, just getting them both out there. Yeah, and that is uh, not the case. We are still uh, before um, the more in-depth Mr. Sakurai oh, presents. That's right, that's coming up. Or, yeah, that comes out uh, June 26th, which I guess will be the end of this week, right? Um, is that right? 26th is today is the 24th. Saturday, I guess. Weird. Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll get more of Kazuya from uh, Tekken, um, and then we don't really know when we could possibly expect... Um, the final character. Um, when we were talking about this the other week with Connor, um, I couldn't find the announcement that said when all of the characters would be out by. Mark, I found it. It, is, it was in the um, uh, the Mr. Sakurai Presents on Byleth uh, as a character, the last character of um, the first set, uh, saying that all the games, uh, all the characters would be released by December 31st, 2021. That follows, because I feel like we've been getting one a quarter, basically. Yeah. And in fact, it actually gives us a lot of time. Yeah. The entire like back half of the year. Um, and I so I would expect it to be revealed and released sometime in like September or October. Some of these are a little more rapid fire, but Pokemon wasn't mentioned at all. No Pokemon. Um, but you know we got releases for the uh, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl uh, remakes, uh, as well as uh, a release date for Legends Arceus. Um, and uh. Just this week, sort of uh, blowout information about the uh, Pokemon Unite. Is that the the MOBA? Uh, the MOBA, yeah, yeah, that's true. And I feel like Pokemon oftentimes gets its own like thing. 
Yeah. So I'm sure we're going to be hearing a ton more about those games in the coming months. Uh, and then um, Mario, not that Mario was absent, right? Uh, we saw both Mario Party and Mario Golf, um, but there were no announcements of Mario platformers. 2D, 3D, new games, re-releases, uh, nothing like that. I still believe in my heart that a new 2D Mario um, in the vein of New Super Mario Brothers is right around the corner. I mean, I, I feel like you could be right were it not just Mario's 35th anniversary and they didn't just like blow the doors off Mario content. And like when you think of uh, Mario games that have made it to the Switch, um, still well counting the games that they're no longer selling uh, from the uh, Mario 3D All-Stars collection. Um, it's, it's a ton of them, right? It is most Mario games um, are available on Switch. Uh, so I, it, it, it kind of makes sense to me that they would pump the brakes on it for at least one year. This is a personal plea from me, mm -hmm. but Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga, where are you? Where? Let's and change I'm it. Let's change this to a personal pl plea from we, because <laughs> I also want to know where this game is. And not like, look, I w take your time, like, yeah, polish it, good, it, do what you, it do what you got to do. It's more just out of curiosity and desperation do I want to know what is going on with this game and or when it'll be released, really. Yeah. Because yeah. it looks so good. Everything we've seen, everything we've heard, when they were, like, kind of gearing up the uh, PR machine when we thought it was going to come out, like, spring last year, you know, we, got, we started hearing some stuff where there's, like, an insane amount of playable characters. Yeah. Waddles playable. You know, it's, it's uh, checking all the boxes of my Star Wars fandom. So I just can't wait to get my hands on them. Yeah. And I mean, it, we're starting to get into the like, oh, no, this game will never come out territory because you and I saw this game at E3 2019 mm -hmm. uh, hands off. But we saw someone playing it, um, which like that that was two full years ago. <laughs> yeah, but I, I there's a pandemic. I, yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. That, that, that's what I think. Like, OK, take your time. Uh, but I am uh, eager for this to come out. Um, next up, Bayonetta 3, um, missing in action, uh, really in its entirety since being announced in 2017. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was December, 2017. Um, this is before the games were Bayonetta one and two were, uh, re-released on switch. Right. It was like all, all at once we got the announcement yeah. for one and two. And then there were couple that came out in like February, 2018. And then Bayonetta 3 was announced. We've only seen a logo for it. Um, this is another one where afterwards people are asking about it. And uh, what is it? Nate Bildorf from Nintendo of America Treehouse uh, said that Bayonetta 3 still exists. And then Bill Trinan followed that up, adding, I will even go one further and say not only does it exist, but it's progressing well. This is one where I don't really care. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, other than I, I care in that I know it is a, a big deal for Bayonetta fans. Um, but yeah, I'm, it's, I've, I've got no love for the series personally. It is weird that it's just like gone quiet. It, I, I was just talking about a game that uh, disappeared for like two years. Uh, and this is like five years. It is weird. But also, like, I feel like Platinum Games has shifted focus yeah. within that time, right? Like, they are now uh, trying to become their own publisher. Also, I believe the director of um, Bayonetta 2, who was leading Bayonetta 3, left Platinum a couple of years ago. 
it doesn't seem like it's been the smoothest development. Yeah, it's not a good story there. Um, But yeah, it it will be interesting to see. Everybody take a drink. It'll be interesting to see when uh, Bayonetta 3 shows up again, what it looked like. Uh, and then the the last item that we have on this list is the indie game Sports Story, uh, which was originally also going to come out at, at some point last year. Uh, and they were like, hey, the game has gotten away from us and it's uh, it's big and we're working on it. Uh, so who knows? Um, just on the 14th of this month, June 14th, uh, Sidebar Games, which is the, ve- the, the developer of Sports Story, tweeted, Sports Story mini update. Some parts of the game unexpectedly grew quite large the tennis part now has a career that spans multiple zones we decided that we had no choice but to see it through and look forward to sharing the results of our struggles we think that it was worth it i loved golf story um this is another one for me in the same vein as lego star wars where it's like happy for you guys for you to take your time do what you need to do with it i it's more just like excitement that i just want to know what's up and i uh hope i anticipate that it's coming soon but who knows yeah um and then uh that's sort of the end of our list like everything else kind of falls into the realm of like nintendo franchises that we had no reason to suspect that we would see um as much as i want to see a new star tropics game or rusty's real deal duck hunt like some things are just not actually going to come to uh switch i guess the one that comes to mind that I think we could have reasonably reasonably anticipated, but on the other hand, because we haven't heard anything from it for so long, uh, maybe at this point we shouldn't expect anything. And that's Pikmin 4. Oh, now that's interesting. Because, you know, we had the Pikmin 3 Deluxe come out earlier this year? I think Late it was, last year? I think it, it was, was late, late last, last year. year. Yeah. And then, so maybe it's too early for Pikmin 4 to be released. But Miyamoto, and Pikmin 4, I don't think has ever been like, officially revealed or anything other than Miyamoto talking about it in an interview when somebody asked about it like E3 2017 or something. Didn't he say it was basically done? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why people have been like speculating that every year is the year where we're going to see it because what's up with Pikmin 4? And I think that is kind of the question. Would it surprise me if Pikmin 4 no longer exists or, you know, like uh, was completely scrapped and turned into something else? Have we talked about this before? Is it possible that Hey Pikmin was Pikmin 4? I Is that the name the, of that game? It hey is, Pikmin. It okay. Is. <laughs> does, right. does the does the timeline? It, I don't think it makes sense to me only because like that was developed by an outside great point company. Great point. Great point. Um and I think the way that they're like managing the fact that Pikmin 3 Deluxe came out feels like I like uh franchise management to me. Yeah. Totally. Where they're preparing us. It is well, the Metroid Prime trilogy of uh pikmin where it's like ah yes we are preparing people for the re-emergence of pikmin now this is dangerous this is you playing in the uh realm of (laughs) things that make sense are happening at nintendo which i know we're we're leaning into now Uh, in some regards you're right Right, we have to we still have to be cautious yeah um but yeah what's up with pikmin 4 we'll probably never know uh that's good that's great um i love it all right mark uh, that's that's what we thought of was missing from Nintendo's E3 Direct this year. Uh, was there anything that you were expecting or hoping to see that uh, didn't make it? Email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. We really want to hear it. How we're going to work it into the show now oh, that yeah, we've we can't the talk about it anymore. On E3 yeah. 2021, 
Me, uh, but we will figure it out because we do want to hear your thoughts. We would love to share them on the show. Right. I may just uh, start talking about games that weren't there without saying, without setting it up at all. You yes, know what I mean? That's right. Uh, and then you'll just have to know. You will have had to make it to this point in this episode to have the context for future episodes. So Patrick. Yeah. What a great E3 it was. What a great E3. I'm glad that we can put it to bed now and just move into normal old boring life, um, which, you know, uh, is, is comforting in a way. All right, Mark, let's close this out. All right, that is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please, if you like the episode, uh, you can rate, review, and follow us on Apple Podcasts. You can share the episode on wherever you share things, Facebook or Twitter or uh, wherever you share things. Um, You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell, and the show is at Nincart Society. There's also a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape at Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apeatbetty.com or by listening right now. From my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying thank you for listening. Hey, it's Mia. Hey, it's Allie. And we host the Rom-Com Review Podcast, P.S. I Love Rom-Com. Each week, we'll have incredible guests come and discuss a new rom-com, grand gestures, meet-cutes, and of course, that elusive chemistry. Mia, what are you doing holding that giant boombox over your head? I'm hoping to win over listeners with this grand gesture. Take us back! Find a new episode every week and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. Brought to you by Campfire Media. Wow, you're uh, still holding that boombox. Yeah, I've got great upper body strength. Thanks, CrossFit. Yes. I love rom-coms. I love rom-coms. Campfire.